Welcome to the Well Podcast, a safe place to find health and wholeness for your body, mind, and heart. My name is Kari Davis, growing up a pastor's daughter, being widowed at 38 with three little kids, being betrayed by those close to me, and now blending my family with a man that made my heart come back to life. I know that life can change and get derailed, but come to The Well, our online wellness collaborative where you will find restoration through wellness, inner healing, faith, and freedom. In the Bible, the woman at the well went for water, but when Jesus showed up with truth and healing, she got living water. So grab your bucket, a cup will not do, and join me at The Well. It's time to refill, reset, and restore. Welcome back to the Well Podcast. I am so excited for you guys to meet our guest today because she's not a guest. If you have subscribed to the Well's email, if you are on our oil support things, if you get texts from thewellteam.com, anything, it actually comes from this person. So I cannot believe that you have not met her. Her name is Ashley Fornshell. <laughs> Ashley, thanks for being on. I'm so happy that you're finally being introduced. I feel like you're the one that actually does everything and they don't <laughs> even know who you are. No, hardly. I just support you. And it's, it's been, I feel like we talk all the time, but we've just never done it in this capacity. So it's fun to be here. So I'm not going to give you our whole entire history, but I do think that it's really kind of cool. So Ashley is, are you like 10 years younger than me? 12? About, yeah. 15? No. (laughs) Um, So when I lived in Ohio, um, we had um, my parents, really good friends were neighbors of yours. Mm-hmm. Three okay, houses. You guys, yeah. Yeah. You guys live next door. So I was like an older girl. I mean, you were like five and I was like 15 or 16 or something. Mm-hmm. So, um, we have the most adorable picture at when I was up for a homecoming queen, I think it was my senior year. And I mean, were you just at the football game and then I- I was just trying to think about that too. I was like, why in the world did she put the crown? Like my mom probably said like, let's get a picture or something. (laughs) I I have no idea why that's like my first memory that I have of you. I don't really know other than maybe hanging out at the McAtee's house. I have no idea. Yeah. So it's so crazy. So it's not like we were really close or our families hung out a lot. You were kind of an acquaintance of some really good friends of ours, but we have this picture kind of like, (laughs) like ordained by God, like all these years ago where, I mean, you were so cute. You were like five years old. And then I scrapbooked the picture because it was homecoming night Mm. in my like life scrapbook. So it's like you and I, so then, so years and years later, um, social media is invented (laughs) right before social media. And, um, I just kept seeing you post things about wellness and about health. And then, you know, you got married and I mean, I just thought you were like a cute little girl. Now you're obviously an adult. Um, (laughs) I don't think of you like a little girl anymore, but, um, but you have always, I'm going to get choked up. (laughs) You have, um, you know, we talk in in business or in who we want to serve that they were us 10 years ago. And that is you and me. Mm-hmm. Like I, you are home with little kids right now. You are 
what we're going to talk about today, trying to save money and do the best that you can for your family, but, but do it on a budget. And it's like exactly where I was 10, 20 years ago. I mean, you know, you have a little baby. So tell the audience about you and your little adorable family. (laughs) So we are in Southern Ohio. Um, me and my husband, and we have three kiddos, we have seven, five and 10 months old. So we are um, a little crazy right now, just with life and trying to do all the fun things with the kids. Um, my husband's day is pretty busy at work. And so I'm pretty much just full-time at home right now and obviously supporting you. Um, and then church is a big part of our lives. We stay busy with just different ministries and stuff like that. So life is full right now. I'm just trying to remember, like, I know, and you've kind of shared too, and that really helps me. Like it goes by so quick. And so just trying to soak it up and really be in the moment and learn from all that God has for me right now. Cause it's a lot, but, um, and it's hard, but I don't think hard isn't necessarily the same thing as bad, um, as some people have reminded me. So I'm trying to just embrace every day and, and learn from it. So, well, I think, I think the reason why, why I have this podcast, why I have such a heart for young moms is that it is hard, but it's not bad. Like you just said, it's just constant. Yeah. It's, there's just no breaks. There's no, there's no stopping. And so, I remember really losing myself in those years, not because they were bad years, Mm -hmm. but just because you just feel, especially when you really wanted to be a mom, your heart is bursting with wanting to do the right things for these children, but you don't know how exhausted you're going to be trying to do the right things. So that's what we're talking about today. So a little bit of background. So why were you posting you know, when we, when we reconnected about eight or nine years ago, why were you, were you about to have Elena or maybe you just have, maybe we've just been reconnected for about seven or eight years. Yeah. Why were you posting about health or why? Like, I remember you had just started this nat, this, uh, this health group. Do you remember what was going on at the time? I think I just felt convicted. And I, I remember, I remember thinking like, I need accountability. Body image has always been a struggle for me and like losing weight and all of that has, I mean, as long as I can remember. Um, but I remember thinking like, okay, if I'm going to do this, I need accountability. And so I think that's why I started that group, um, that I had live healthy wellness. And then I didn't really get into like the oil. I feel like oil has really kicked off a lot of different things for me in terms of like progressing towards a more like natural and holistic lifestyle. So that started, um, Elena, and I was, hounded you and it was like, as well, you as did, as you did, but I didn't give in at first until, um, we went on a trip throughout New England. We took a two and a half year old and a six month old from Ohio all the way up to Maine and back. And at the time she was having horrible car sick issues. And I was like, this is insane. Like I remember three weeks before we left, Brian and I went on a date and I was like, are you sure you want to do this? And we had everything booked and like, we were ready to go. And he was like, are you kidding me? Like, you're not going to cancel this right now. And I was like, yeah, but we drive 30 minutes and she's throwing up in the car. Like it's going to be a lot of work to clean up puke every day. And so somebody had offered me peppermint and I, I took that on the trip. She only threw up one time and it was the one time I didn't put it on her feet in the back of her neck. And so then I came home and I reached out to you and I was like, okay, I'm ready. (laughs) It just made a world of difference for our family. And so wellness had been on my mind before that, but I think that was definitely like a huge shift in my mind of just opening up my eyes to like what I didn't know and what could be. So, Mm -hmm. well, and I, and I, I mean, 
the people who are even listening to this that I've communicated with, I don't hound people, but I felt so aligned with you, like with everything that you were saying, just about being a mom with about wellness. And I'm like, and to know you is to know that you are one of the biggest empaths I've ever known. You feel everyone's emotion. <laughs> you have such a service heart. It's a so blessing and a curse. I'll tell you that much. What? It's a blessing and a curse sometimes. Like I love, I love supporting my people, but sometimes at the end of the day, I'm like, why am I so tired? I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's why. Yeah. What we're going to jump into today though, is when you were starting on a wellness journey, you also had been going through a financial health journey. And mm-hmm. so I feel like you have always been trying to, you guys budget. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say you're, you're better than most people. I mean, you have budget meetings with your husband, you guys try really hard. Didn't you do like financial peace university or something? Yeah, it was, it was actually a wedding present, um, which we didn't obviously ask for, but it was one of the best wedding presents we'd ever received. Cause we weren't on the same page when we got married and it changed everything. It, it changed the trajectory of our lives and our kids' lives, honestly. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. I went through it, but I went through it when TJ was still alive without him. And I do not mm-hmm. recommend doing it without your spouse, because then I would be like, I think we should do this. And he was like, I'm an accountant. Why are you talking? You know, like, (laughs) yeah, it did not work. So you have always been really mindful of using natural things now of upgrading your wellness, just like one step at a time. I don't feel like you just like jumped in though. And just, I feel like you did it kind of gradually. Right. Yeah. It's been a progression. It's weird to think about how it's been probably over the course of six or seven years. Yeah. Or if more. Yeah. Yep. And that is what, that's why I'm just so glad that we're having this conversation because that is what I want for everyone listening. And yeah. I want it to be like simple. So hopefully today we are going to explain, you have 10 ways for them for how to do wellness on a budget or things to be mindful of so that you can ease into it. Yeah. All right. Yep. Okay. So do you want me to jump in with the first one? Yeah. Perfect. You kind of alluded to it a little bit. So, um, I think, and you kind of even mentioned it for on your guys's side of things is like, you have to be on the same page with your partner. I think you don't have to, but I think it will make a world of difference if you are, if you're upfront about that. Um, and so for us having a budget, excuse me, having a budget meeting and setting a budget is crucial because I can't stick to the budget if I don't know what it is. Um, And so we are very, I mean, we worked through getting out of debt and that was a huge, I mean, that was six years. We kind of put off having kids until we got out of debt. Um, And so we've worked so hard and like, I don't want to ruin that. I don't want to sabotage that. And I want to be respectful of the fact that like he, I am doing a lot of hard work at home, like taking care of our kids. And it would be crazy expensive for us to put our kids in childcare so I could work, but also trying to be like mindful of the fact that like, just because he's out working, like I can't just sit at home and spend money all day, you know? So trying to be mindful of that. And our budget meeting really helps us both come back to like, okay, we, we kind of made some steps here that weren't the best, or we should have planned better for this, or what do we need to plan for next month? Like, what are some things that you're thinking of that you're wanting to do so that we can work it into the budget? So I think having, well, a, and having I, is important. It, well, exactly. And I, not only did I want to, when I was a stay-at-home mom and TJ, my late husband was working, um, I felt like a very strong conviction that even though I wasn't earning when I was saving it was about the same thing. 
Mm -hmm. I was a little neurotic about it. So some of these things that you're going to share, I was a little, I was a little neurotic to the point where I didn't take care of myself because it would have chopped into my budget or my groceries, or it was a little much. Um, and you wouldn't maybe believe that now because now I have no problem spending on myself. <laughs> now that I'm married to a financial advisor, he told me I could. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but what you do save, a lot of the things that once you do start a natural lifestyle, you're actually going to cut a lot of spending also. Did you yeah. find that? Yeah, I think even like and one of the things I'll talk about later is just doing stuff yourself, like instead of depending on, I think it's easy to fall in the mindset just because you're maybe uneducated, not like going to school educated, but just not knowing what other resources are out there. I think Mm -hmm. you just fall into the trap of thinking I have to go buy something where there's so much stuff in our house that we can use and it's a lot cheaper. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So have a budget, but then I would say when you're setting that budget, it's also going to change a little bit because you might see your groceries go up a little bit, but like your cleaning supplies go down or your medicines. Like I don't buy all that stuff. Like I used to go to target and just stock up on everything. And I, and I don't buy anything now at the store. So I would, I would add to that, like really keep it very specific Cause you're going to see that you're going to kind of take from other categories and give to other categories. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. And we never really broke it out. Like our category bucket is or our grocery budget is like everything. It's like formula, it's, um, diapers, it's food. It's like, like, um, sh- like if we get stuff to like take care of our hair, anything like that. So if you were to break it up, I think you would definitely see that shift. Um, but I do know that we have saved, especially cause a lot of those products have, like shelf life. And so like, if I would buy something over the counter, you know, in six to six to 12 months, I have to throw it away. I maybe used it once. Whereas like stuff I can use at home, that's a little bit more natural, um, usually doesn't have that short of a shelf life. So definitely saving money there. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, go ahead. All right. So number two, so this is my biggest downfall is we would have every six months, we would have kind of like this, um, big, big budget talk where it was like, okay, we're really not meeting our goals. The groceries are usually the biggest part. And that's usually in my control. And I had to own up to that and be like, okay, I'll try to do better. And I would say that every time I'll try to do better. And I was like, I was getting to this point where I was like, I'm so defeated because I'm not doing better. I'm still not meeting the budget. Um, so this month, actually I, I kind of like said to myself, I was like, I'm going to prove to you, I can do wellness on a budget. So the, my next, the second one would be track your spending. And there's so many different ways that you can do that. You can use an app. Um, you can log receipts into an app. You can use a spreadsheet. I honestly, am just using the notes app in my phone. And whenever I go to the grocery store, I put in and I update my weekly total and I know like what my weekly goal is. And so sometimes I'm like under one week. So I know I have more the next week, but that is the simple thing that's working for me right now. And then that way, when we go back and talk, like have our budget meeting and my husband says, okay, $80 a Kroger, I can remember like, okay, 50 of that was a gift card for father's day. So I kind of like know better where I'm at. Um, so just having to be, I'm having to be really diligent about doing that, but it's working for now. So, yeah, well, and I don't remember when it was that things went up so much too. Yeah, we had I mean, we took a family groceries trip the other day and he looked at the meat and he was like, $10 for a pack of chicken. I was like, it's gone up like steadily. It was like 650, seven something, nine something. And 
I was like, that's out of my control. So, you know, having to adjust for those two, those things that are uncontrolled. Yes. And you bring up such a good point because if the, if the wife or the mom or whatever, if, or your, or your husband, no matter who does the grocery shopping, you really need to have those conversations because if I was not grocery shopping, I would not know that. I mean, and I say it to my, to my husband all the time. I'm like, it was $5 for a pack of sliced cheese. I was like, it used to be two fifty. Right. Everything has gone up. Okay. I digress. Price, prices have gone up, but then also like the size and the quantity of things has gone down. So you're having to buy more at a more, at higher price. Yeah. My mom and I have this conversation often. <laughs> yes. So tell your husband it's not your fault. I'm <laughs> That kind of leads into the third thing though, because with grocery shopping, I kind of had to do, I kind of had to have come to Jesus myself. Like I was going and I was literally, I think just partly out of exhaustion, especially if my kids were with me, but if I was seeing it was organic or whatever, I was just buying it, the organic option. I think, I think you have to kind of pick your non-negotiables. So I kind of had to have a conversation with myself and say like, okay, Eggs are important to me. Um, we're going to do organic formula. I can't breastfeed. Um, so we're going to do organic formula um, because that's important to me. Like I'll cut in other areas so that my kids can have what they need to develop. So like eggs, my meat, um, some of like the dirty dozen vegetables. So like those are areas that I'm going to go more organic and I'm going to kind of be a little bit more picky. And then some of like wellness products or like skincare stuff that's going on our skin or stuff that's impacting our everyday, like I'm going to make those choices, but I have to kind of pick which ones are my non-negotiables and which ones I might go with a not so clean option. Cause you can't be completely non-toxic in your life. You just can't. (laughs) You can't. And my, my husband teases me that he can always tell what's BOGO because you have like at my grocery store, they run buy one, get ones all the time Uh and I'll buy like really sugary crap cereal, but there's what's natural. And then there's what's affordable And my thriftiness and my old couponing brain sometimes lets that win out. And that's okay sometimes. You know what I mean? Balance. I'm a balance. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So after you pick your non-negotiables, and we kind of hinted at this earlier, I feel like is it's partly knowing your prices, but shopping wholesale. So I never used to be a big um, Costco person, but I've noticed that you can actually buy some things there. Like you don't have to get like huge bulk things, but even like, um, so corn is one of my non-negotiables. I always try to get organic just because I know that's like the number one pesticide vegetable. So when I get tortilla chips, which are one of my loves chips and salsa, um, I'm going to get the humongous bag of organic corn tortilla chips at Costco. And it's only like five and nine compared to if you get like a cleaner version at our Kroger, which I think is probably like your guys's Publix maybe. So I can get like probably three times the amount of food for the same price. So I think using that to your advantage, but you also have to know, like you have to know what you're getting. So I, I do kind of keep a mental log of like my prices at Aldi, my prices at Kroger, my prices at Costco so that I can especially when deals come up, I can know like, is this really a good deal or is it just saying it's a deal and it's really not. So. Exactly. Well, I just, I buy organic milk at Costco and I was just figuring it out with my stepkids last night. I'm actually paying way more for it. Are you compared to what? Compared to like a gallon of organic milk at Publix. Really? Because it's three half gallons. I was just doing the math wrong. So 
a lot of it is just, it's just a lot of research. I'm, I'm constantly like standing there, like doing the math, like, okay, there's this many pull-ups in this box for this price. Like what's the math? I'm, I'm, I always feel like such a nerd. Cause I'm standing there doing the math on my phone. Yeah. But it, it, it really does come down to just buying it at the right store. Yeah, it really I does. I have my certain non-negotiables at Trader Joe's, my certain ones at Publix, my certain ones at Costco. And I know that you're an Aldi shopper too. So we could, we could go all day on this, but yeah. So my next one is, I feel like a touchy subject because sometimes people are like, absolutely not. But, um, number five would be cook in and meal plan. Um, this has saved us truly. I mean, if we ate out now, especially having the big kids now that are actually like eating not just off of our plates, it's astronomical to me how much we can spend if we got to a nice dinner. So I would say we probably cook in six out of the seven nights of the week, or we do leftovers. Like like cooking in, I mean, making your own food or eating leftovers. Um, So I use Pinterest so much. And so this is again, a shameful, shameless plug for the Wells Pinterest, because we've been putting recipes out there and, and so much good stuff out there, but Pinterest. And then I actually keep a, um, when I meal plan, I keep a large, like dry erase, um, like sticky thing on my fridge. And I put like Sunday through Saturday, what meal I'm going to make. And then I can kind of keep a list of all my groceries so that when it's time to order groceries, I just run through the list. And, um, that has really saved me a lot too. Absolutely. Well, and I remember when I had a smaller family, it doesn't quite work anymore with five kids (laughs) when all the five kids are home. I mean, we use all of the cheese for the recipe or all, I mean, we use everything. Yeah. But I remember like even getting like bigger bags of cheese to make different recipes. And when you do plan it out, you can, you can save so much money. Yeah. But yes, Ashley has been working super hard on the Pinterest page. So please, um, I'll tag it below in the show notes, but please go and we have tons of recipes and just resources on there. And Ashley does the majority of that. So now, you know, to put her voice with her pins. We We need to get some new recipes up though, for sure. Yeah, we do. All right. Number six kind of goes along with meal planning. Um, the one good thing to come out of COVID, I think, at least in my mind is grocery pickup. Um, I know when I go grocery shopping with all three of my kids, I'm going to be frazzled. They're going to be pulling stuff off the shelves. And when I do grocery pick, I know it saves us money. Um, I know Sandra is a big, Sandra's one of the coaches on the well team. She uses Instacart and she swears by it. I, in my frugal mindset, I'm struggling a little bit because I don't like having to do the tipping part of it. It just, I, I, it's not that I don't like, I don't, I'm okay with tipping people. That's not the issue. It's just knowing I could do it myself that that part bugs me, but grocery pickup has saved me because I'm not going in and seeing all the other stuff. I'm literally just going off of that list that I have on my fridge and saving a lot of money. Yeah. Hmm. That was something as a single mom that I invested in and I would put in my order of groceries and I would go for a walk. Hmm. And I remember feeling like, oh my gosh, I was just able to like move my body and walking. I've shared this before, but walking was my therapy. And then the groceries would get there by the time I would be back and I would put them away. And I was like, where was this when I was a young mom? But yeah, it, it saved me. My, we use like a free version of Instacart. Um, I had a six month trial after I had Liam and it was my sanity saver. Cause I was like, I can't take three kids to the grocery store and I, I will lose my mind. Yeah. But you do so. have to watch the fees and you do yeah. have to watch certain stores upcharge. Yeah. So you have to know prices again. You have to know your prices. I know what I can order through shipped 
and it's like a hundred dollars for, for the year for that one, but mm-hmm. I can't order meats and produces on Costco. It will be ridiculous. And mm-hmm. I don't like just like the avocados and the strawberries that people pick me. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> All right. Number seven. Um, number seven for me is plan bigger purchases around like holiday sales so that you can get those deals. So that's part of like planning with your, in your budget meeting is kind of looking ahead and seeing, okay, what is something that we're saving up for? And that way you can avoid like shipping costs. Usually. I mean, a lot of places I feel like nowadays don't even charge you shipping unless it's a smaller company, but um, also around holiday times, if you are on Instagram, you can follow certain social media people and you can get like a code that they get like example, I'm thinking of like prana mat, which is like the acupressure mat or, um, air doctors or, you know, different things like that, that you can up level for your wellness water filters. A lot of times people like that have codes that they can share and you can kind of like stack the deals and stack the savings. So Ooh, just- that's a really good one. I didn't I know. know that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, number eight, I would say use, and this is where you kind of have to do your research, but use different reward programs to your advantage. So you and I both use and love doTERRA. I, um, have been purchasing the advantage collagen for myself. And then my sister-in-law has really been loving it. So we do it together and we save money. Cause when you buy more than one package, you get the discount. So just things like that, or like using your points, knowing, knowing which companies have reward programs and how to use them to your benefit or with Costco, like I'm not totally against credit cards. I know Dave Ramsey is, is highly against credit cards, but I think if you're diligent to pay them off, um, you can use those to your advantage for points for cheap flights for all that kind of stuff. So I, I think you just have to sharp shop smart and use them to your advantage. Yes. I put everything on a credit card. Do you? Every single, I don't, I pay like two bills, I would say like with like actual money. Cause they charge a fee. Yeah. Um, but, and to your point about doTERRA, I have signed up for other direct sales companies thinking like, oh yeah, I buy that just enough that I'll get the points. Very few points give you the reward points like doTERRA does. It's so, kind of incredible when you think, when you look at what you can get, like all the stuff that I've gotten for free, it, it's kind of mind blowing. It really is. And so when you get a wholesale membership with doTERRA, now you can just buy any product. You can also order monthly where you get points back in free product. So it gradually goes up for the year. And after a year, you're getting 30% back in everything that you buy. Um, you talk about DIYing. And that is why I used to DIY everything. And then when I started to get a lot of doTERRA points, that's when I started to use the products that are already made by doTERRA. Like I was making my own shampoo. I was getting shampoo base and putting essential oils in it. Then I started buying their shampoos. Yeah. So I started to kind of like gradually shift to not DIYing after I had just gotten more points built up. Yeah. It always amazes me. Sometimes I'll go into, to do my monthly order and I'm like, oh, wow, I have over a hundred points. Like it's my, it's like, it feels like Christmas. It's like, oh, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So number nine for me is research some lifestyle changes. And again, I think people might buck against this because it will, some of them will take a little bit more time, a little bit more energy, a little bit more research, but so like getting my hair done, like I, I'm sorry, you, know, you probably can't see it, but, um, people thanks to my dad's side, people gray early. So I'm like, I'm, I'm done dyeing my hair. Like there's no point. So that's something to consider, like treat, getting your hair 
color treated or whatever, or like making your own coffee at home and maybe doing it without um, like reusable filters, like just doing it in a different, different method. So you can save money that way. Um, the one that I tried to pitch to my husband that was hilarious was using a menstrual cup versus tampons. He was like, no, some things you just spend money on. <laughs> and I was like, but really, like I could save us. I did the math and I was like, I could save us a couple hundred dollars a year. And like, it just takes a little bit of time and effort. And I was also trying to think about like down the line with my, with my daughter, like, what am I going to do for her? So again, researching different lifestyle changes, some things that you can maybe swap out to do a little bit more naturally. Sometimes they are definitely huge money savers, maybe not time savers, but it just kind of comes down to like what those non-negotiables are for you and what matters to you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what you have to decide. Is it, is your time your hottest commodity? Is it Mm -hmm. saving money or is it cost or quality? Yeah. And and I remember when I built my house, you can't have all of them. Right. There's certain things where when I was a stay-at-home mom, my time, I had more time where then when I was a single mom, I had more money and I had no time. And so I made a lot of different choices during those years. And now I'm kind of in the middle where I'm like back to my thriftiness a little bit. I'm, I'm kind of trying to balance all four of them right now. And that's kind of tricky. Yeah. So did the menstrual cup not work? Oh no, I still, I, yeah, I'm still using it and I, I convinced somebody else to do it. So we're kind of going through it together, <laughs> just problem solving and like figuring it out and like troubleshooting. I, I don't get it, but I've I, seen them and I, and I don't always buy the best tampons. So I definitely, I should probably be looking into it more, but some we'll see, of those like, dyeing my hair and that is, is not happening for me yet. And that's fine. That's not your non-negotiable, but like, um, with, so my mom, this is kind of more than you asked for, but my mom almost passed away in 2006. Um, she was septic and it wasn't from tampons, but like knowing that that can lead to that. Like I have so much anxiety when I used tampons, like it was so stressful for me that like the switch wasn't that hard for me. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, it was an easy, it was an easy transition for me because, I mean, it was, it was, a, there's a learning curve for sure, but it wasn't, it wasn't super hard to walk away from them. So, and so the last one we've kind of alluded to is DIY cleaning products and using the stuff that you can purchase in bulk. So I remember thinking somebody had an influencer on Instagram was talking about like, what is something that you wish you had a natural remedy for that you don't? And I was like, at the time, all of my drains were clogged. And so my first thought was I'm going to go get Drano, but I was like, I don't really want to put it in the bathtub where my kids are going to be sitting. And she was like, just use baking soda and vinegar. And I was like, really? There's no way. Like my, my hair clogs drains. So I did it and it worked. And so the next time I went to Costco, I got a huge bulk thing of baking soda and a huge thing of vinegar. I'm going to use those as some of like my cleaning tools for the future. So I think, and you've talked about doing DIY stuff a lot when you were kind of at a different stage, right? You don't use it so much anymore. Well, it was like a hobby slash obsession when I first got into doTERRA because I just loved all of it. I loved the glass bottles and making different cleaning supplies, a window cleaner and an all-purpose cleaner and a um, odor eater spray because my son was playing football at the time and making the labels. I would have all of my then customers and friends all over to DIY all of it. We were making soft scrubs. I tried to, I got citric acid and tried to make dishwasher pods 
it like oh, yeah. solidified. And I, I was like, I was a med scientist. <laughs> and so, and I was just telling all my friends, like, you just don't have to buy anything anymore. When your cleaning supplies are gone, you just fill them up. And, um, but it was really, it was just fun for me at the time I would go to, it was called bulk apothecary and I would get a plain shampoo base and put oils into them. I was DIYing everything. I made my own laundry soap. Hmm. It was, I think $20 and it lasted me six months. I don't do it anymore. I had this big, huge glass container. I should do it. I just kind of ran out of time. And then that was before doTERRA had laundry soap. Yeah. You know, now doTERRA has dish soap and laundry soap and everything. But back then we just didn't have it. I was making a lot of salves like after sun balm. Uh It was just, it was like my hobby. It was so fun. And then there wasn't is like, I didn't understand that there were so many people that either weren't on a budget the way I was, or just didn't enjoy it. I was like, what's wrong. It's so fun. Yeah. But I think even to that point though, like sometimes people don't want to do that, but if they want to save money, like a lot of things that you're paying for in your cleaning products or whatever, it's a lot of just stuff that you have at home anyway. And the biggest one, the one that kills me is like, water. When you look at your cleaning supply, like the number, the first ingredient is water. So it's like, why are we paying people for water when we have that readily available at home? Right. Well, and when I first got into doTERRA, I had been buying Mrs. Myers. She Uh had like just kind of come out at target and, you know, it was really when natural cleaning supplies were, were more mainstream, I would say, because this is 10 going on 11 years ago. And then I looked at the label and it was basically essential oils and water. And I was like, we've all been ripped off. I'm going to shout (laughs) this from the rooftops. And I just, I liked having something that I felt was, you know, I used a lot of vinegar. I used a lot of baking soda. I still think that the best dusting spray is water and a little bit of fractionated coconut oil and lemon essential oil. I mean, Mm. it just shines stuff. But then when TJ passed away, I had gotten a house cleaner later because I was making an income at that point. So I wasn't cleaning my own house as much too. So maybe I haven't done a good job educating our team because I don't do as much of it anymore, but it was like my obsession. It was so fun. Once I learned you know, what those different chemicals were doing and that we were spraying chemicals all over our house and then calling our house clean. I was like, I will vote with my money. And I really did. I, I, I felt that whoever I was giving my money to, I was voting for them, but it is just about balance. I mean, I tease when I teach classes online that I still buy Kraft Mac and cheese when it's BOGO, you know, it's crap. It is disgusting, but my kids, because I went so natural when they were so little, but they were also old enough to know that I had made switches kind of turned on me at different times, you know, and we're like, mom, people think my toothpaste looks so weird. You know, mom at sleepovers, like (laughs) I let everyone try doTERRA toothpaste and they all loved it. But mom, I don't have the same things as other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So sometimes I would buy the conventional thing just to not have that battle, but then to teach them the difference. Sure. Now, trust me, if you saw what Luke had for breakfast most days, you'd be like, what? She doesn't believe in wellness. <laughs> like one day it's Cheez-Its, one day it's pretzels, the next day it's goldfish. Oh yeah. 
I sometimes well, feel like, like an imposter, but I'm like, dude, we're working through it. One day you will not have goldfish for breakfast. <laughs> yes. And that is a whole other podcast for a different day. It is. Yeah. Um, just say quickly, Luke has some eating. Yeah. So he's on the autism spectrum and he, he also had his tongue, his posterior tongue tie clipped way too late because nobody would listen to me. And so he's got some oral like sensory issues and some swallowing issues. So we're working through it. Help me. I know, but that's the thing. I mean, thank you for bringing that up because when we share these things, it is to empower. It is not to guilt. It is not to shame. If you are still using all conventional, whatever it is, um, you just are not there yet. And it's not your, you know, you're non-negotiable exactly how you said So thank you so much for being on. We could talk for days and days. Um, Come back (laughs) soon. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I hope that you are feeling refilled after being at the well podcast. Please take a second and fill out a review. This is the only way that we know if you're enjoying the podcast and what you're enjoying about it. Also subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes And we would love to have you in our Facebook community group. The link is in each episode. We are better together at The Well.